as we head towards free agency opening in just three days. We're going to talk about the top 10 point guard free agents available on the open market that teams could look to sign. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. I'm your host here, Hayes. You can follow the show right off the top at NBA Central Pod if you choose to do so. But let's get into the content for the day. We are here to talk about the top 10 point guard free agents available in the open market as we head towards free agency, which is going to be potentially a crazy free agency period when the way uh, when everything shakes shakes out but uh, yeah I say it's the top 10 we're actually going to talk about 11 because one of the players on this list that I want to just get out the way really depends on how you look at him right I I went back and forth between putting James Harden on this list yes he can play point guard I still view James Harden personally as a shooting guard but again in today's positionless basketball he really can be either, depending on the team makeup, even though it seems like he may be going towards Houston. Is that Those rumors just keep circling around. It'd be crazy if he goes somewhere else. But James Harden, I'm going to put on this list. When you look at his stats last season, uh, 21 points per game, 6.1 rebounds per game, 10.7 assists per game on 44% shooting from the field and 38.5 shooting from three-point range. Of course, James Harden has his issues, uh, especially if you're one of the people who are not a big fan of him like me. Uh, in the playoffs, it just seems like he always has something going on. But you cannot deny that he is one of the best guards, period, in the league. And because of that, I had to throw him on this list, right? But let's go ahead and follow up with that. Next up is Kyrie Irving. Now, a lot of signs point to him probably uh, staying with Dallas. His stats last season, 27.1 points per game, 5.1 rebounds per game, 5.5 assists per game, shooting almost 50% from the field at 49.4% and 37.9% from three-point range, while Kyrie Irving absolutely has his issues as well, a lot of those being mental more than anything, Kyrie Irving is going to be a prize for whoever signs him. Now, if he does end up re-signing with the Dallas Mavericks, they got tons to to figure out. It does help that they did draft Derek Lively and what he projects to be as a pick-and-roll center, both offensively and defensively, and especially rebounding and blocking shots, which could help a lot of the defensive limitations from Kyrie and Luka Doncic. But Overall, Kyrie Irving definitely deserves to be on this list. Next up, Fred Van Vliet out of Toronto. I know, again, some people have their questions with him. I'm sure people are going to wonder why he's ranked as high on this list, but I like him a lot. Uh, hard nose, he, he he defends the ball well. Uh, he, he assists the turnover ratio solid, can hit the three-point at a decent clip at 34% last season, 39% overall from from uh, the field goal overall. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have some questions offensively, and especially if you're a team that really doesn't need to rely heavily on his offense, um, he, he, you can get more efficient out of him. He still scored 19.3 points per game, 4.1 rebounds, and 7.2 assists per game. Um, so definitely want to look at that. Last year, he earned $21.2 million. So it, he's probably going to be looking to sign around that range again, I would think. But hey, we'll see. Next up, Russell Westbrook. Now, I know some people are going to absolutely wonder why I have him ranked above a player like D'Angelo Russell. But Russell Westbrook, I think when you, what you saw from him with the Los Angeles Clippers, it showed he can still play. So much more improved play with the Clippers um, uh, versus what he played like with the Lakers. I still have him high on this list. I still think he's probably going to command a pretty decent salary as well unless he just completely strikes out. But next up, D'Angelo Russell at number five. I, listen, I love D'Angelo Russell. I like I have my gripes with his game for sure, but I do think that 
while he he can score for you, he can do some facilitation, doesn't have the, like, 6.2 assists per game, not terrible at all, three rebounds per game, 49% from the field, uh, 49, 46% from the field, 39% from three-point range. The thing that I have a question with him, the defense, right? That's the biggest thing with D'Angelo Russell. Do you have enough of a defensive culture and system around him to where it's going to, it's going to pay off. Does it mitigate some of those other things around him if you have him on your team? That's going to be the questions that I think teams ask with him being on it. Next up, and I went back and forth between who I'm going to have next, whether between Javon Carter and Gabe Vincent. I think that they're very you know similar as far as tiers on this list, but Gabe Vincent is the next one up for me. 9.4 assists per game, 2.1 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 40% from the field, 33% uh, from, from three-point percentage. Only had $1.8 million, can be had probably for your mid-level exception, if not even less than that. Gabe Vincent, I think, for the value of his contract, provides decent value. And depending on what he's going to sign, I think you can get quite a bit of value out of him. I like him a lot. Next up is Javon Carter. This is a guy that, yes, I probably have him too too highly ranked on this list. I'm not going to lie to you. But Javon Carter, to me, offers a position, uh, a ability to, again, be value. $6 million last year for his career. Only eight, eight uh, points per game, 2.5 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 42% from the field, 42% from three-point range. A defensive-minded point guard who I think, depending on the makeup of your team, he can he can pay off bigger dividends for you. Again, could be could be much lower on this list. I, I just like Javon Carter a lot. Next up, Trey Jones, who probably should be ranked above both the players I just named, if I'm being honest. Again, personal biases do play a part in these lists. 12.9 points per game for him, 3.6 rebounds per game, 6.6 assists per game, 45% shooting from the field, only 28% from three-point range. But the thing with, with Trey Jones is assist-to-turnover ratio. If you have a team full of players that you just need somebody who's going to be able to facilitate, hit open shots, be decent, not hurt you defensively as well with uh, with the steals per game, he was able to average, I think, a, a little over one uh, uh, steal per game. It could have been closer to two. Yeah, too closer to two assists, two steals per game. Listen, I like Trey Jones a lot, and I think that he's barely scratched the surface, really, of what he could offer for for a lot of teams, depending on the makeup. And if you have the right coaching staff and culture, the biggest question with him is he's a restricted free agent. Are the San Antonio Spurs going to let him go, considering they just added a young potential generational talent in Wimby? Are they going to want to keep Trey Jones there, or to help trade uh, to help Wimby's development? Are they maybe going to go after and use their cap space to go after a veteran point guard option? Right, those kind of things uh, exist there as well. Patrick Beverly, Dennis Smith uh, Jr. They're on this list as well, but I think lower tier. Dennis Smith Jr. Really, you know, showing some things last season coming on a resurgent season in a way, but there's enough questions around him. I don't know how high you guys have him on this list, but one of the ones that I have. That I know people are going to have their issues with. Yes, I'm a Bulls fan, but Kobe White, I think, absolutely deserves to be on this list as well. When you look at the development that he's had, the growth that he had as a player, both as a distributor, a ball handler, his dribbling as well. Um, yes, his offense, the thing that he came into the league that you thought was going to be his great skill, uh, was very shaky last season. I think that that shakiness deserves you know to have some questions, but considering he's a restricted free agent with the Chicago Bulls, they're strapped for cash. I do think that there are going to be some teams that do go after um, that go after him. So you know we'll end up seeing on that one. But I like his. I still like his upside. Only twenty three years old. Still provides a lot of upside potentially for teams at that value of the contract, depending on what you can sign him at. And then if he turns it around and that offense matches the defensive growth that he had last season, and as well as passing the ball, 
putting the ball on the floor, getting to the rim. If if that offense comes back around and he becomes an efficient offensive player, been very streaky in his career so far, you can possibly get a lot of him. And honestly, I do have him ranked above a player like John Wall. That's my personal opinion. Not everyone's going to agree with that. Kind of out on the outskirts as an honorable mention, Shake Milton as well. I think I have to mention him as well, but I just, I don't know. I think he's going to be back with Philly. But that's my list. Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Where do you think some of these destinations potentially for these players could go? Who do you think is going to end up being returned to their team? Let me know all that down below. Make sure you're following the show at NBA Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, uh, the number to do so. I'm well. If you want to send us any of that for the mailbag, 773-270-2799 as I trip over my outro. But thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of NBA Central, and I'll see you guys the next time I feel like making a video, probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break.